Hello, folks. It's Jay from Jay Talk here to talk about Anchor. We just switched to Anchor from our previous hosting service for our podcast. Uh, a couple of highlight points. It's free. Um, it's got great tools for recording and editing your podcast on your phone or on the computer, on the phone, on the go. Make some good content there. Um, you can also add some songs from Spotify. Uh, make your own radio show. Look forward to mine. Uh, I hope you guys like it. Um, of course, Anchor has great tools for publishing or distributing your podcast to other platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, and then you can try it. You can make money off your podcast, you know, with no minimum listenership. Um, it's really everything you need, and, and I love the analytics. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, folks, this is Jay from Jay Talk. And it's our TikTok fiend, Nick from the Nick Drop. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh every time you come up with some new snazzy thing to say. I uh, try. Yeah. It's funny. Just to be goofy. It's funny. Exactly. Come on, we can't be boring here, you know. That's right. So not boring. Yeah, it's 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 all about the voice, man. You got to bring it to it. No, I'm just kidding. And on the main stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, my headphone just does not want to work today. Okay. <clears throat> so, so how was your day, brother? How was your day? Uh, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. You know, I got four servers that I need to do DLD wipes on. Wow. Yeah, they have ransomware. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, happy, happy, joy, joy world there. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So, but other than that, it's it's been a good day. Um, starting to see. Well, you know, for the fans who who we've been talking about it, we've been trying to do different things to promote the podcast, right? And we're starting to see kind of some of those. Things come to fruition, I guess. It's it's still slow going, but it's still, you know, that every time we make a change, it seems like it improves, you know, the show. And we're kind of happy about that. So, right. um, you know, but yeah, you know, that was today I was checking on a couple of things. But it, yeah, it's just kind of nice, you know, to kind of see things. Other than that, it's just work. Yeah, that's all it was today. And you, what about you? Same deal, man. We're trying really hard. I guess Microsoft's pushing everybody to get on the 20H2 Windows 10. Yes. Instead of the 1909 or the 1809. So we got a lot of 1809s out there, and we got a lot of 32-bit machines out there. Now that, you know, our old guy has retired, Yep. I'm wondering if their department's going to completely alleviate that. They're going to probably always want one or two, but still. Yeah. But yeah, it's just they're pushing it hard, hard. And these PCs that won't take the upgrade, you know, because it takes about 45 minutes. But the ones that won't take them are out in the middle of a field or in a landalizer building or something like that where we're actually going to have to go touch them with a USB drive. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. So Nobody wants to do that. What? <laughs> Come on. I'd rather, I'd rather the guys that go out in the field every day bring them in. 
and let us knock it out in 45 minutes instead of sitting out there in my truck for three hours. I know. That's you a know? fair point. So, Plus, when you have to go open those cabinets that's out in the middle of the pipeline, yeah, you know, it's just too big of a risk there. But Yeah, you got to suit up, and now you got to fill out all this paperwork. You have to have a hard hat, and you yeah. got to protect glasses and protect your ears, and your vehicle's got to be inspected every time you go out there. So yep. it's like... Out there because you're already past all that. Bring it in, we knock it out in less than an hour, and you're back in business. Exactly. Otherwise, you and I are going to be sitting in the truck going, So, you come here often? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and sitting around twiddling your thumbs because you can't do anything else. Oh my goodness. You know, come you're sitting in your often. truck. Yeah, I know, but still, come here come often. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, man. I love that. That was great. <laughs> So I, I, I don't know how many times I've walked into a bar or something like that and said, just walked up to somebody, hey, come here often. Oh my gosh, you're great. They roll their eyes, walk away. I don't give a damn. Anymore. I know exactly. So that's too funny. So uh, okay, so I got a couple of things I wanted to talk about today. I don't know right. how long this show's going to last, but you know, we're just going to kind of let it take its uh, take its direction. Um, number one, um, the big news that dropped that everybody is talking about, and it doesn't hurt for us to talk about because it's not politics, but what do you think of the Elon Musk buying Twitter? All right, it's about time. <laughs> I've been hearing rumors he's been talking about it. Right, right. <laughs> and there's been a lot of people opposing it. And they even, you know, the board took this whole poison pill attitude because they didn't want to let him buy it. But he literally offered, I don't remember if it was like $10, 8 or $10 more per share than the current rate or the current share price. And he actually, that's what he offered to buy the company out and take it private. Well, he obviously thinks there's a good idea with Twitter. And it was, I think the price was $44 billion. I think that was the final, and it may be subject to change. But yeah, I I was just kind of curious if you'd followed the story any and what's your thoughts on the matter. And I mean, it's been a pretty big deal. And so, and if you don't have any thoughts on the matter at all, it's fine. I just was kind of curious because Elon Musk is, you know, richest man in the world. He's got a fairly high profile guy. Yeah, well, he could buy. I don't know how many shares. It doesn't say how many shares are available. But right now, I'm looking on Google, and they're forty nine dollars and sixty eight cents a share. Right. And they're down two dollars today. So. Well, and it was, see, I think the offer price was at like 54 or $56 a share is what the offer price is, what he offered to buy them out and take the company private. Which I don't know where you could find out. Oh, there he is. It says volume. Wouldn't that be amount of shares? Yeah, I guess. Okay, so 76.16 million in volume. If that's what the shares are, oh, that's how many's traded. I think that's how much is okay. how many. Uh, that's how much was traded. Volume of sh- that was traded, but yeah, 
I don't know for sure. I, like I said, I'm a little out of touch with my whole stock market thing. I was just curious kind of what your thoughts on the whole matter was. I know he's been very vocal about freedom of speech and the reason why he kind of was upset with Twitter and the way they were acting. Um, so he was like, you know, <laughs> and have you read the article where where he referenced the whole 12 floors? No, I haven't read anything on him. Oh, okay. I'm reading now. So uh, look up 12 floors in Elon Musk, but essentially there was a guy who bought a company, and I can't remember the full details right offhand. I read the article like three or four days ago. I've slept since then, folks. Um, Nick may find it before I can finish the story, but essentially this guy goes in and he buys a company. Okay. What? Nothing. Go ahead. I'll tell you in a minute. Go ahead. Okay. So he goes in and he buys a company. Well, in the New York office, they have 12 floors. And he goes, visits the New York office, and he can't understand what they do. So he hires a consulting company. I think they said there was like... uh, $250,000 $250,000 to come in and evaluate or 250 I don't remember how much, what the exact price tag was, but they paid a consulting company to come in. And after three weeks, the consulting company had no clue what the 12 floors did. Yeah. I haven't, heard, I'm, I haven't I'm not seeing anything on here so, while I'm looking because well, I'm listening. So, so so what he does is the guy calls the management and says, okay, tomorrow I need you to call the 12 floors and let them all go. He literally lays off 12 floors worth of people. What? <laughs> and this is in New York or California? Where this was it? in New York. Okay. Okay, but, you know, so the story was is basically... Nobody understood what they did. Nobody knew why they were there, and they couldn't even tell you what they did or why they were there. So how are they a benefit to the company if you don't even know what they do or what they contribute to the company? So that's why he was like, well, if you don't really contribute anything, why in the hell are you here? Free money. Yes. So so the big joke going around is Elon Musk is going to fire 12 floors of censorship people (laughs) (laughs) so there are a lot of people probably worried about their jobs right now at the twitter office you wonder so (laughs) well it says here that twitter has or had i don't know this is this is just basically the the nasdaq looking at it they have 7500 employees yes and the minute that elon musk rumor went out yes the stocks dropped twelve dollars and eighteen percent. Okay, twelve point one eight percent. Yeah, twelve percent. Okay. Elon Musk plans to buy Twitter. Includes one billion breakup fee for either side. I don't know what that means. In other words, if Elon break uh, cancels the purchase, he pays Twitter a billion dollars. If Twitter cancels, they pay Elon Musk a billion dollars. So that's what he's hoping. 
No, what he's hoping to do is buy the company and take complete control and take it private. Because here's the whole thing. Why and reinvent the wheel? Why don't you just buy the wheel and use it to your own liking? I mean, let's be honest. Elon Musk for a while there, you know, everybody was talking about, you know, let's find something that's better than Twitter. Let's find something. Well, why find something better if Twitter does the job? Let's just buy it and mold it into what we want. And see, it's really funny. Do you Twitter? I do not. I don't either. I used to, but not much. I have account, but I don't. What is Twitter? Uh, give me the rundown because I don't even know what it is. Twitter is, you know, Twitter's the big one that Donald Trump used too. So Twitter is the one where you're just literally putting down a couple of words and you have followers who follow you. And every time you drop a comment, people, you know, read it, comment, reply back, whatever. A lot of movie stars and a lot of popular, you know, athletes and all of that, they all have Twitter accounts. So they can, in you know, it it's notorious that people just, they can drop whatever they want. They can say whatever they want, and you can either accept it, not accept it, whatever. You know, some people give cryptic tweets is what they call them, where they'll say something, but they're trying to be, you know, they're not saying outright what they mean, but they're, you know, it's almost like the euphemisms. They're trying to skirt the uh, situation. They're making a comment that really represents something else, you know? So, but yeah, Twitter is huge in the, just if you want to send a quick, you know, hey, here's a couple of words or, you know, hey, here's a sentence or two or, you know, Donald Trump used to be, you know, there's NBC again giving us fake news. You know, it's, you know, you have football players and baseball players, you know, when they talk about getting traded, they will put little tweets out talking about, oh, I can't believe they traded me, or thank you to the fans, depending on the situation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's just a, a very simplified kind of way to follow people because you want to hear what they have to say. Right. And, and so it's just, what is Snapchat? And that's just a picture thing. Snapchat. You can put a picture out there. They can't take. They can't keep it, and it goes away after a minute or something. Yeah, exactly. But you can so have you Snapchat. Can send dick pic and, yeah, yeah. You have Snatch Snapchat rooms, so people will communicate through Snapchat rooms, and yeah. you know stuff like that. But I mean, it's still, it's just you know, and then TikTok's the video thing. So it, every one of them are a little bit. They're all just a big piece of that social media pie. It's what it really is, you know? Um, And I think, you know, it's sort of like you've got TikTok with the video thing. Well, you know, Facebook and Instagram were like, well, you know, you can't do that. That, that, You know, we're the social media giant. So they introduced Reels. (laughs) So They just changed the name, basically. Exactly. Yeah, but it's the same thing as TikTok. I mean, let's just be honest. Instagram is the same thing as TikTok. Not completely. It's well, it's it, a cross but, between uh, Snapchat and TikTok and Twitter. Yeah. See, it's it, they're trying to do all three in this one app, and it's integrated with Facebook. So you can, you know, basically anything you post in Instagram can post to Facebook, or anything you post in Facebook, you can have it post to Instagram. It's that kind of crossover. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but the Elon Musk thing is very interesting. I'm going to be interesting. It's I'm interested to see. I actually canceled my Twitter account a while back. And you know, I know a lot of uh a lot of friends have been talking about ever since he announced it was going to he was going to purchase it. They're going to actually reactivate their account. Um, there were a lot of people, and I've heard that they actually were losing money because a lot of people were just flat out canceling the account. Yeah, the stock's going down, all that crazy stuff. Uh, but it, it was said, going down before Elon made the announcement, from what I was yeah, I reading. I've never done any Twitter. I don't know anybody that tweets. Yeah. I mean, I've he- heard about it, and all I've really heard of is the that, you know, the the stars and the sports people and all that stuff put stuff out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it can cause like, controversy. Yeah. It, no, no, I mean, I was, you know. It's huge in controversy. <clears throat> Confrontation, you know, whatever. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm just sitting here reading. I Googled 12th floor Elon Musk and comes up. Elon drops a hamper on Twitter, fires 12 floors of people. It, none of the articles that I'm going through say how many that was. Yeah, I know. I'm saying, okay, it was 12 floors of people. Were there five people on each floor? Were there 100 people? <laughs> I mean, what? I know. I think that's part of a joke. I don't know that that's real. When did that article release? Let's see. This particular article, <laughs> April 10th. Oh, yeah, that was that was part of that joke, yeah. Everybody was talking about, yes. But you get these bloviating idiots. You know, they come in here and they start off with uh, Elon Musk scares Twitter employees by letting go 12 floors of people. And then you're like, okay, this is exciting. I want to read about it. And it doesn't go into the story. First off, it goes into five paragraphs of how Elon Musk got rich. Then about another 10 more paragraphs of the frickin' writer bloviating <laughs> on how the 12 floors got invented in the first place, not having anything to do with Twitter. They're talking about the building being built. Okay. And at that point, there's 15 paragraphs, and I'm already, I don't give a shit about the... Yeah, you know, I know. You know. Yeah, you've already lost interest. T- tell me why he did that and what his reasons were. Get to the point, and then after that, you talk about the building and, you know. Right. Well, the whole thing is, is he hasn't fired 12 floors. It was based on a tweet or a comment he made where he kind of joked about letting go of 12 floors if he bought Twitter because of that, that story I told you. So... Well, here's the funny thing. Where is it at? I actually had a guy named Nick something, because I noticed his name, because it's Nick, right? Yeah, I quote. That said, I had to lay off 12 floors of people. And there's a video of this guy, Nick, whoever he is, trying to go back and find it. Yeah, but see, Elon Musk didn't buy... Huber. Okay. Huber. Huber. It all started when Nick Huber and Twitter and YouTube did something. And then there's an, oh, no, it's Carl Icon. 
I fired 12 floors of people. That's a video. Carl Icon, Icon, okay, I C A H N. Yes. Yeah. So he. That's what it says. I fired twelve floors of people. Right. That's the original story. That has nothing to do with Twitter. Yeah, that was the ninth. Yeah. Yeah. See, because Elon Musk didn't take over till Monday night. They didn't approve the deal until Monday night. So he didn't. He had no. So he's taking over Twitter. He's definitely. He just doesn't own it. No, no, no. He's going to own it and everything. But right now, he just owns the majority of the shares. Yeah, they're in the. Yeah, it, they signed a deal for him to own it. But yeah, it's a transitional phase. Definitely a transition. Well, not to change the subject, we're still talking about Elon Musk. Okay. Do you know? I was looking up today or yesterday uh, in lunchtime. Um, because you got me watching that Scorpion show. Uh, oh, okay. And I, I started looking up the guy. What was his name? Walter. Walter O'Brien. Walter O'Brien. So I Googled top 10 smartest people in the world. Okay. And then it gave me the top 30. Yep. I don't know what number this guy was, but Tesla. Yes. Was one of the top thirty smartest people in the world. Right. The guy that actually started Tesla. Yes. So that was pretty cool. But of course, this guy Walter ain't in there. No. He's a self-proclaimed. You know, and he created this story. You know, this the TV show was a great TV show. You got to admit, it was. It's very interesting twist to kind of take this group of people who don't know how to interact with other people and you know their personalities so it's just very interesting so <laughs> you know who paul allen is no <sighs> oh is he the microsoft guy Co-f- he's the guy that i've always wanted to be my whole life yeah yeah yeah. the, the one that that uh co-founded microsoft with that's right yeah. nobody knows who paul allen is yeah i forgot about him i remember yeah. who he is now his IQ is over 160. Yeah, there you go. Einstein's was 160. Yep. So, okay. I mean, how many how, how many episodes have you seen of Scorpion? Eight. Are you serious? In the first season, eight. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, how does Catherine McPhee look? Well, she's absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, from the tip of her toes to the top of her head, she's absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous. She does a good job, though, too. She's a really she's a talented actor. actor. Actress. She is a very talented actress. Yes, she is. Yeah. She is. No doubt about it. She's not in my top five, but yes, she's, you know. Yes. But I, I got to admit, I mean, for being one of the voice finalists, she's a hell of a an actress. I mean. She, and she can sing her ass off. I know. I know. So she's super talented. So, you know. I, yeah, I just wanted to say that me and Nick had talked about that, and not many people remember Catherine McPhee, but yeah, I mean, she's—I always liked her. She was very super talented. So, but yeah, Scorpion's kind of one of those shows. It's kind of a niche show, you know, kind of an interesting spinoff. You know, it's 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 almost like a Big Bang Theory, but on a different level. I guess it's more. Um, drama and 
crime solving than it is comedy, which is what the Big Bang Theory went. Yeah, but if you're if you're a nerd or a dork like I am, yeah, that that humor is funny. Yes, no, it really is. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's really really funny. So here's the thing that's really interesting about Catherine McPhee. Okay, you know she's married to a guy named David Forster. Why do I know that name? I don't know. I was fixing to look up who he was and what he did. Okay. But he, she's 37 years old. Right. Okay. She looks like she's in her early 20s. Yes. He, 72. What? He is 35 years her senior. Oh, okay. He's 72 years old. Now I want to look up. Uh, his net worth. Yeah, because I'm sure there's a lot of going on there. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, guy's good looking. I'd marry him. Shit. <laughs> Whatever. You'd be the house spouse. Anyway. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> okay, so we done talking about the uh, Elon Musk, and we're ready to move on. Oh no, we're talking about them all. Uh, okay. See, there you go. David Forrester's net worth in 2021, 150 million. Okay, not bad. Let's see. See, just what? It's all about the money. But don't get me wrong. The guy's fit. He's very attractive. He's got the salt and pepper do. I mean, you know, he's a good looking okay. guy. Yeah, he's got the dad bod rocking or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's yeah. He's a good looking guy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So let's see what she's worth in 2022. Oh, come on. Oh. Just a measly 14 million. Yeah. Okay. You know, so Yeah, but she's got her own nice money. Keep that separate. Yeah, yeah, you know. So maybe maybe he was her intelligent equal. Yeah. Because she's attractive. He's a good-looking guy. He's attractive, too, you know, but it happens. Chemistry happens. Here I am, 59. I was dating a 35-year-old. Yeah, you were. You know, a 23-year difference. You know, the the intelligent level was there. Maturity level might not have been. I don't know if she was more mature than I was. Dang. Come on now. I'm just saying. Yeah. You know. I'm a kid at heart. The narcissism was there. That was well, yeah. that was the problem. Well, you know, we yeah. live and we learn. I know. Okay, so. so ready to switch topics. Okay. I'm going to throw you for a loop on this one. I'm ready. Okay, so I think I've I I think I've sent this to you so you may remember it. Dangerous love language. Dangerous love languages. Yeah. So I was watching an interesting video, and this guy was talking about there are two love languages that are dangerous. And I was like, okay, I got to listen to this one because I just, I was just kind of curious. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what he said, and then let's let's discuss it, okay? Because it re- really piqued my interest. 
trying to understand because, you know, it was really kind of an interesting situation. So, okay, we talk about gifts. That's one of the love language, gift giving, right? right. One of the love right, language. Right. If I give you a gift and you don't give me a gift back, is it a big deal? Now, yes. Now you just open the floor. Okay, so but if my love language is gift giving, yes. And yours is not receiving or giving gifts. Right. Then yes, it's dangerous. Okay. Well, but but I mean it you could it's not I I wouldn't say if I if you gave me a gift and I didn't give you one back, it's not like it would be weird. It wouldn't be dangerous. It just, it may be a little awkward if, you know, but I don't know that it would, but that. So the one that's giving. Yes. They should be satisfied showing love. Yes, but they're not expecting a gift in In return. return. Correct. Okay. That is correct. Okay. So that's kind of the point is they're not expecting if they get a gift in return. Fine. Yeah. You know, or Especially it's a little if awkward. Love languages, words of affirmation, or physical touch, or quality time. They yeah. don't care about that gift, right? But the gift, in a sense, if somebody gives you a gift, you don't feel obligated to reciprocate with the same level of gift that they gave you. It's it's a gift. Very true. Okay, it's just Very a gift. True. Okay, so then we talk about um, acts of service. Right. Okay. So wait, wait, let me make sure I get the right ones. Yeah, acts of service. If somebody does something nice for you, like they go and they do the dishes because you're tired that night, okay? Right. They don't expect you to come the next night and do the dishes because they did it for you. No, it's an act of service. That's almost awkward for them to, you know, for you to say, well, I got to match what they did for me. No, that's what an act of service is, is you don't have to match it. It's that's not what it's about. Yeah, when you say it like that, match it, that's absolutely not what you do. Right. Okay. Okay, so that's number two. Okay, so quality time. Quality time, if we're spending time together, it doesn't always have to be about spending time doing the same thing. Sometimes it's just spending time together, whether you're reading a book or she's, you know, doing something, knitting, but that's quality time. You don't see now I'm thinking that's a match because if you both like quality time, no matter how it happens, yes, you're both receiving the love. You're matching their love that they're matching your love, but, but you're not required to do knitting. No, you're just spending time together. So you're not, you don't have to match what kind of quality time you're doing. You just have to quality time. It's it's all quality time. No matter what the two of you decide is quality time. Right. That's it. Okay. Okay. So we agree, you know, you know, quality time is just quality time. You don't necessarily have to reciprocate or match somebody's quality time they're giving you. You know, it's, it's about time together. So there's no, you know, if, if the person's like, you know, I don't want to watch this TV show. But I'll sit here and knit with you. 
it's still quality time. It, it's, it's a form of quality time. It yeah. is a form of quality time. It's not like they're walking away and say, I'm going to go play on my computer. They're not. Yeah, I'm going to go sit in the room. Yeah, exactly. It's not yeah, that, okay? Because the ultimate quality time is no cell phones, no TVs, no kids, no noise, no nothing. You and two focused on just the two of you. Right. Okay, so this oh. is this is very interesting. So, and like I said, this is based on what I what I you know saw today and was kind of I found interesting, found intriguing, thought provoking. Physical touch. Okay. Okay. This is where it's dangerous. If you're dating someone and you reach to hold their hand and they pull away. That's that's a bad situation. Yes. That's that's dangerous. Yes. Okay. Now because that's rejection. Yes. It really Instant is. Rejection. Yes. So it was like okay, you know, there's not this requirement to match on the other three, but when you got the physical touch, hold up, we've got a match. Because if I go to grab your hand and you pull away, oh, we've got a problem. There's awkwardness instantly. Exactly. What's going on? Yeah. What the hell's going on there? Okay. So that's a, would you agree? That's a dangerous love. That is a very dangerous deal. Yes. Yeah. That's a dangerous love language. And I was like, Okay, that's really interesting. Words of affirmation. Okay? Yeah. You look One at of your, my favorites. You look at your spouse and you say, I love you. And they look back and say, okay. What? <laughs> What's your response? So, so <clears throat> is that dangerous so, or not? You know, here's the deal with that. So let me kind of give you some background. So always my whole life, don't hang up the phone until you say love you, bye. Okay? Except for when you're at work. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. And even then, you know, yeah. if not everybody's standing around or you've got somebody in your office or something like that. Yeah. But I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm getting away from that. Okay. Because it becomes so normal when I really want to take the time to stop and look at whoever I'm dating or who my spouse, whatever, and say, I really appreciate you being in my life. I'm very happy that you're in my life. I love you very much. That I love you doesn't hold as much weight because you say it 10 times a day. Love you, bye. You know, or hey, I'm going to run to the store real quick and pick up whatever you need. I'll be right back. Love you. You know. But But what if you on that serious moment that you were just talking about, you express that to the other person and their response was, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you ain't getting none tonight. <laughs> that can be dangerous. Yes. Very dangerous. And so I was, especially if the spouse knows that your love language is words of affirmation. affirmation. Exactly. I mean, words of affirmation are more like, how was your day, babe? Oh, man, I had a really rough day. Well, you can hang in there. You can do it. I'm very proud of you. 
you know, I respect you and I think your opinions are valid, blah, blah, blah. you know, right. that to me is more words of affirmation. Yes. But even still, if, if I'm with somebody that doesn't know how to do that, which I have been, yes, they had no clue how to motivate you or pep you up. You were there for their, for, you were supposed to pep them. Right. You know, right. and their response is, okay, well, I'll give you a BJ, you know, okay, well, I like that, but that, you know, that doesn't fulfill my true need. Yeah. Every once in a while, I need you to go, babe, I'm proud of you. I'm happier in my life, whatever. Right. You know, right. Okay. So, I mean, the overall concept though, thinking about it and what I just described, would you agree with this guy's assessment? Do you think those two love languages can be dangerous? Well, I agree that all of them can be dangerous when you have a love language, you talk about it, they know your love language, you know theirs. Right. Because I could be words of affirmation and she could be gift giving. Yes. So I need to step up and give her gifts to let her know that I love her. And she needs to look at me and go, damn, you're fine. You know, or whatever. Right. Okay. Right. When that stops happening, and it always does in a long-term relationship, if they don't work on their values and their boundaries and their structure, you know? Right. It turns to that. You know, and that brings up another point. All of language could be bad. You can use them as weapons. Yes. You really can. Yes. Okay. Because I want somebody to build me up, and if somebody looks at me and goes, oh, my God, are you really going out looking like that? You really need to get, or you you need to get new glasses because them just don't look good on you, and that kind of stuff for people who are words of affirmation. Yeah, it's that nice. kind of stuff cuts you right in the heart. Yeah, I mean right in the heart. Right. So yes, they can be dangerous, and yes, they can be used as weapons. You know, I've probably done it myself a time. I didn't even know my wife's love language for fifteen years. Well, maybe. 10 years. Yeah. But now would you say any two of them are, I mean, the, the last two that we talked about, would you think they are worse than the other three? No. I think they all have their demons. Okay. Okay. Got it. You stop and think about it. Everybody has a single love language. I mean, we've talked about this in the past. My number one is words of affirmation. Number two is physical, and you know, down the line. And your number one two is quality two. time. Well, yeah, yeah. So Re- you know, at least recently, it's been quality time because yeah, <laughs> you're you know, not getting it. I, I would like to spend time with any female. No, I'm not <laughs> any. Female. I'm getting pickier in my old age, but a female that has an <laughs> intellect, you know, that has you know yes. some kind of sanity to her. But anyway. Those things, any one of them can be dangerous. If I'm with somebody that's that likes gifts to feel loved, I need to step up to the plate. If I don't, she's not going to feel loved. She's not going to respond to my quality time. She's not going to respond to my my physical touch. It doesn't matter. Right. If I'm act, if I like acts of service and she likes uh, gift giving, if I stop giving her gifts, she's going to stop cooking, or she's going to stop. Doing her share of the cleaning, yeah. or vice versa. I could stop cooking or stop. Or, or she may stop, you know, just doing extra share of the cleaning to help you when you're feeling down. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Got to get done. 
It drives you crazy, drives me crazy, but we're going to do the bare minimum. Right. Yeah, so I I don't think any one is oh. worse than the other. I would think emotionally, if you want to come down to it, emotionally would be more scarring. Okay. Than the physical portions of it. Yeah, but the physical touch rejection is an emotional response. That's what I'm saying, yeah. The yeah. top three... You know, if you're talking about quality time, physical touch, and and uh, words, words of affirmation, of, yes, those are the emotional, and they're all emotional. No, they when are. You think about it, yes. because I receive a gift that emotionally lets me know you love me. Yes. You know, if I don't get a gift from you, I mean, perfect example. Married 15 years, 12 years into our marriage, it was uh, oh, what the hell, Valentine's Day. Yeah, And I always went to this one florist. They had my credit card number. I'd call them up and say, I want a dozen roses in a vase, 125 bucks. And this is 20, 30 years ago, right? Right. After 12 years, she literally looked at my wife and said, Nick has never once got me flowers. What the f- was that? Yeah. And I overheard her say it. I spun around, almost spilled my drink. <laughs> spun around, I looked at her. And my mother knew it because I went to my mother's florist. Right. And she said, Chrissy, you sure about that? She's like, oh, I I totally forgot about Valentine's Day. (laughs) What? (laughs) You know, and and to me, that that emotional kick in the teeth, I was like, well, you ain't getting flowers again. 12 years. I know. And 30 years ago, $125 dozen roses. Them bad boys were like this big. Yeah, they, they were, were beautiful. Like the pr- primo of primo roses. Primo of the primo. And when you set them in the house, the entire house smelled like it. It was beautiful. Yeah. And I did that on purpose because I knew she loved them. Yes. You know, that's what you do. But I, I really didn't know her love language was acts of service. When okay. I found out, when I found out, oh, my God, I never cooked and cleaned and vacuumed and mopped the floors and did the windows in my life. I really did. Okay. I sent her to college while I did, took care of the kids and yeah. work. You did your act of service. Exactly. I did it. Good for you. Yes. I, you know, I'm a man, so I'm not perfect. I didn't do the laundry right. And I didn't do, you know, but that's just, <laughs> I did it the way I know. How to do it. I know, man. It's all good. Did not YouTube how to do laundry, how to do perfect laundry. I didn't do that. It wouldn't have been perfect. Well, in that particular aspect, my at the time wife should have put a YouTube video out saying, This is how you do it. Yeah, I know. But even <laughs> then, you know it wouldn't have been perfect because no matter what, it she would have found something wrong with it. The only perfection would have been in her eyes that she did it. Yes. And that's we're, there's a lot of people in this world that are like that. It's so much easier if I just do it. Yes. You know, that kind of thing. Because I know how I want it perfect. You don't know how I want it perfect. Yeah. So, so. we were you, you made a comment earlier, and it, it spurred a thought about something else. Um, you know, me and Nick have been... You know, of course, folks, we've been doing a lot of TikTok lately. Part of it is we've been promoting the show. But we also have been reading 
and watching these videos, some of them are fairly, are really good. They're uplifting. And so we've been yes. sending these uh, kind of, uh, you know, therapeutic. Motivational. Motivation, therapeutic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Kind of post back and forth to each other to help each other out. And so I, I found a really interesting one where they talked about service. And, and I was like, service? And they said, when you first start dating, you are happy to service the person you're with. Yes, I did see that one. And I, I was like, said- that one was crazy. Because they said, as time goes by, you get married, whatever, you stop doing the things that caused you to fall in love with that person. Yes. And why? Do we get complacent? Do we get lazy? Do we get, what, I've got her now, I don't have to work that hard? I mean, what, why? See, that's the good, I, I, I'm going to have to remember who I was having the conversation with. Um, I got a good friend of mine that's a doctor, and uh, he, uh, we started talking, that's who it was, we started talking about this. And when I meet somebody and I'm like, wow, this I like her. Right. I'm I'm there, you know. Right. I'll jump in the truck and go to her house, and we'll go to dinner where she wants to go, and we'll do the things that she wants to do. Well, after a while, I'm like, okay, it's my turn. You know, I I want you to. You know, I dated a woman for three months, and she never came to my place. Yeah, you talked about that before on the show. Yeah, you know, so she I was really enjoying her company, okay? Yeah. So I was overzealous. So did I create that? Maybe. I kind of, you know, when some people that are controlling or just a little bit controlling can take control, and if you allow them, they're going to run with it. Yes. And that might have happened, but did I create that? I could have. Well, okay, so... I'm going to say it, it's going to be a little. It's going to look, sound a little weird. People can agree or disagree. Don't worry about Whether, what they think. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I just want to make sure I word this correctly. You may have given her the opportunity, but her personality. Dictated how she handled. Yes. Okay. So is it your fault? No. It's her fault for being taking advantage of the situation. If she had been a non-narcissistic person, she would have said, well, what about you? Right. So I don't think it's your fault. I said a minute ago, yes, it's your fault. But not really. Let's be honest here. Just because you're giving doesn't mean the other person doesn't have the capacity to give too. And I'm going to go back to this previous discussion about you asked me a question. If the person wants to go 
to Whataburger and you want to go Taco Bell, what do you do? What's the best scenario? Yeah. Yes. And see, you made a comment earlier. When's it my turn? Yep. You know, and that's why for me, okay, I'll, I'll go to Whataburger tonight. Tomorrow we go to Taco Bell. It's a compromise, you know, and, and, you know, if she is a good woman, she's going to be like, Hey, I want to go to, I really want to go to Whataburger. Can, can we go to Whataburger tonight? And, and I'll take you to Taco Bell tomorrow. You know, you shouldn't have to say it. If she loves you, she would be like, Hey, you know, I know you really want this, but if you'll do this for me, I'll, we'll go to talk about tomorrow, you know, or I'll even I'll even take you to the Mexican restaurant. I we don't even have to go to Taco Bell. We we can go get enchiladas or we can go to Popsitos or you know, the point is she understands that you love her, so you're letting her you know, choose the restaurant tonight because that's what she's really craving. Right. And so she wants to give back to you. And I think that's the key point. So, you know, you know, we talk about this, but it's that's part of the services. You know, when you were dating, you know, you she's like, okay, you know, we went here last time. You know, what do you like to eat? Oh, let's go there. Let's check that out. You know, right. So. So here's the deal. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I've, I've dated. And I've actually, and, and it reminded me when you started talking, where I was like, you know, real smitten. We were having a great time. I was enjoying it. And we lived an hour apart, right. you know. And Houston's a big city. So, it, you know, an hour, <laughs> you know, could be six blocks. <laughs> yeah. But so I'd go, I went to her house, you know, and whatever. Okay. Went out to dinner. I picked her up, however that, took her back to the house, came home, whatever, okay? Right. The next time, I'm like, hey, what are you doing Friday night? Let's go. You know, I really enjoy your company. Let's do it again. You know, and this is fresh dating, okay? Yeah. Maybe we're on the third or fourth date. And she literally said, no, no. She said, tonight, I'm coming to you. So let's find a place. And she gave me the opportunity to say, what are you hungry for? Where do you want to go eat? You pick, but I'm coming to your side of town. Oh, good. You know, and, and we shared in the responsibilities of paying. She split the check or she bought, I bought, we did that. Right. You know, yeah, she was really good about that. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So. Now she lives two and a half hours away. Oh, yeah, that's not so. That's pretty far. Yeah, exactly. That's not just uh, hey, let's go out and have a quick dinner, you know. No. Right. No. No. So. It's, yeah, it's definitely that's a bigger challenge there. You know. So but if I picked up the phone and said, Hey, what are you doing? When you get off work Friday, get down here, and she would. Okay. And if she picked up the phone and called me and says, Hey, get up here, I would. Up when we were dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. So but I mean, see, that's that's understanding the give and take of the relationship. I mean, she's servicing, you know, providing whatever you want to call it. I know people look at it negative. It was really interesting servicing you, but you know, you're servicing her back. It's you're doing what it takes to build the relationship. Yes. Equally. 
So I'm going to go back and still reinforce the point. And I know this, you're going to, you're going to laugh at me. It's not your fault. Well, no, it takes two. I know. It always takes two to tango. Yes. I mean, but, you, but it, if you, you get, if you're the nice guy, it doesn't mean they have to take advantage of the fact that, that you're a nice guy. But they might not be thinking of it that way. They might be thinking, look, this guy doesn't care where we go or what we do or how we do it. So, and I do. So let's get down to business. When you get into a lifestyle and you want to be successful and you want to grow, you can skew your attitude to where when you're at business, you're going to, if you're a coworker that's gearing for the same promotion and that person gets put on fire, you're not going to spit on them. You want to win. You want to excel and exceed and grow. Taking that attitude, I mean, you think Elon Musk didn't burn a few bridges on his way oh, to yeah. success? No, 100%. You know what I'm yes. So go back to that. Now, here's the hardest part that I see in people young growing up that want to excel and exceed and go to the top of the food chain. Right. It's hard for them at 5 o'clock to turn that off and be subservient to their better half. Oh, yeah, to their spouses. To their spouses. Right. Male or female, doesn't matter. Right. Not anymore. That's why I said spouses, because, yeah, Yeah. it applies to both. So it's really hard to turn that switch off. Right. And that's why I love Zig Ziglar. Love the man to death. How he said, people are travelers. The best thing I've ever heard. When it comes to this motivational stuff, Zig Ziglar said, people are travelers. And what I mean by travelers is when they're at work, they're always thinking about home. When they're at home, they're always thinking about work. So they're always traveling instead of being in the moment where they are. Yes. And I've done it. And I know people that do it. Right. It's crazy. What do we do when we get home? We bitch about work. Right? And I've always had a... You got 30 minutes, I got 30 minutes, and then we're going to start talking about you and I and whatever's going on in our lives. We're going to get personal, right? Yeah. So, yeah, 30 minutes. And, you know, I've dated some that said, um, you know, I I had a pretty good day, so what do you got going on? And never want to talk about it, and then we move on quicker. Then I've had some that two and a half hours later, they're still talking about work, and I hadn't even said anything about my day and then they didn't ask afterward. Well, how was your day? Right. You know. Right. And and see, well, you're so easy going, and you're so easy going, and you're you know you don't mind, and you don't you know you really act like you don't give a damn, and you know so I just kind of take the ball and run with it. <laughs> okay, and and that's fair because that's me. Yeah. You no, know, I'm going to sit there and be a good listener, and I'm going to be um, attentive. Yes. To listening. I'm not going to be like, really? you know, two and a half hours later, I'm looking you in the eye and I'm not giving you corrective criticism. I'm listening to you vomit your day if that's what, you know. That's what you need. Yeah. So it goes both ways. But yeah. Mm, interesting. Okay. I was never the kind of guy that was, that if my coworker was on fire, I wouldn't capitalize on that. That's why I'm not senior vice president or a manager or, you know, any of that. Yeah, exactly. That's not, I want the people that are, that 
or my underlings beneath me, however you want to say it, that's so condescending, I hate that. But the people that report to you yes, always wanted to make them grow. Yes. I had a coworker that is a beautiful blonde, blue eyes with beautiful body, I mean, the whole nine yards. And she spent her whole life doing the old hair flip giggle, and every guy would jump and do it for her. That's not really helping her, though. No. And she learned that. And I was working with her, and instead of just fixing the problems, I would stand there and go, think outside the box. And she would learn. It took me seven years. This girl was phenomenal and still is to this day. But she gets frustrated really quick, and boom. She'll just pick up the phone and call somebody and have them fix it. Right. You know, because she falls back into her old deal. She's brilliant. No doubt about it. But you fall in that category, and if people are going to do that for you, why not capitalize on it? Yeah. So when people do that, it becomes the norm. That's why I'm saying, yes, it's my fault, because it becomes the norm for them to go, I'm kind of hungry for liver and onions. Let's go. (laughs) You know, that's me. I know. I don't care. You want liver and onions? They're going to have a hamburger or something else. Or, you know, yeah, whatever. Because uh, I don't have a, you know, now getting older now and and doing this podcast and, you know, healing myself from doing silly things like that. I'm learning more now going, hey, I want steak tonight. Oh, I'm not really in the mood for steak. Well, my second choice would be, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. So I'm 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 a little bit more on the. Come on, let's go. Where are we going? What do you care? Let's go. <laughs> get your shit, get get up, get your shit dressed, get your makeup on, put on your nice dress, because we're going to go out, and I'm going to show you a good time. And when we get home, you are going to be like crazy. I beat that out myself. But I know. That's a TikTok, by the way. Really? That's yeah. funny. And it's got millions of hits, because that's what women want every now and then, for their husband to go, I'm coming home. You need to get dressed, get showered, get the kid, do something with the kids because we're going out. You, I want you to look your best, and I'm going to take you out for a fantastic dinner, and I'm going to dance with you. And when we get home, I'm going to – he says something about I'm going to make you scream the Lord or – Yeah, you know. I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's and, funny. And the women, it's always – the video is always on the women, and they're like, you know. <laughs> okay. That's so. funny. But, you know, part of that is, is, you know, a lot of times women just don't know what they're in the mood for. I think they know what they're not in the mood for. But they... <laughs> that That is more true than, you you know, because you do that. Yeah. You go, all right, look, here's three restaurants. Pick the one you don't like, and I'll decide. Yeah. And that's awesome. I think that's a good idea. But even now, lately, I'm like, hey... Why don't you meet me at Buffalo Wild Wings or meet me at the Olive Garden? You know, let's go out and have dinner. Right. That's it. You don't want to go. There's a door. See, and that's good. It's It means you're finally getting to the point where you're happy being you and by yourself. Yes. And I think that's really, that's really cool because I think, you know, you can't be happy with someone else if you can't be happy by yourself. Right. And I know people say that, and it's a hard thing to do. It really is. People don't understand 
when you're first single, like you're after your divorce, it's hard to be single. It's really you've lived with the someone struggle. for years. So yeah, the struggle is the the talking, the daily communication, not yeah. the sex and all that, but the daily communication. Right. That's a struggle. Right. Even now, you know, I've been single for I don't know how long now, and when I say single, I haven't been dating anybody. But my deal is I'll come home, and I love the fact that I have a quiet home to go to. You know, my kids are grown and out. Well, almost out. Yeah. But he's usually working or, you know, he's not here. Right. Right now, I got the house to myself, and I love it. But then all of a sudden I go, I need to text somebody or, you know, I wouldn't mind talking to somebody, but I don't have anything to talk about. I don't want to interrupt my show because I'm watching a really good show. You know, that's where my brain's going. And it's just whirling like that, right? So, and you know we were t- to the point. you know we were taught that, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I remember I I was I don't remember if I read this or saw this somewhere, but it, it talks about when we were kids, we were taught to always be busy. You always had chores to do. You always had this to do. You always had that to do. You were taught to always be busy with something. You never sat down and did, you know. My mom is a, a good example of that. My mom, she's better now that she's, you know, she's in, uh, she had cancer two years ago, and so she had to, she's better now. But I honestly, before that, I remember my mom would never sit down. She was always doing something. She was, whether it was washing the three forks that just got put in the sink, and that was the only thing in the sink. She would wash the three forks. She could right. not sit down and relax. She just didn't know any different, you know? And it's really crazy to think. Now, our generation is not as bad, but it's close sometimes. We can't just sit still sometimes. It is very hard. There are times when I'll sit in my recliner and I'll be like, okay, what's next to do? And I'll look up and I'm like, I got a million things to do, but now I'm overwhelmed because I don't know where to start. Right. You know? And so you kind of have God, to... that's a sign of ADHD. Don't do that. Whatever. Shut up. <laughs> you better get tested. <laughs> I am not going to get tested. I'm pretty sure I, yeah. I know you're not ADHD. Okay. I could tell you from... The small, you know, little yeah, shards know. of what I've learned. You're not close to being ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. You don't wake up on a Saturday morning and go, I got a million things I need to get done. At the end of the day, you didn't get one thing done. No, no I got two of them. Overwhelming, frustrated, and, and anxious, you know. Okay. That's ADHD. Yeah. No. You'll say, I've got a million things I'm going to get done. I'm going to prioritize these yes. five. Yes, yes. And by the end of the day, all five of them are going to get done. Or at least three or four of them, but I'm not going to be yeah. upset. Yeah, you're not going to be anxious and nothing got done, you know. Yeah. I'm going to rearrange the garage. So you take everything from one side, move it to the other, and take everything from that side, move it back over. It's still a mess, and you worked your ass off all day, but you still feel like you didn't get anything done. Oh, see, now I'm not that bad. Yeah, no. You're no. not even close to being that bad. No, no, no. I'm not like that. See, I if I clean the garage... You see a difference. I, yeah. You know, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. If I go out there, I will pull half the garage out of the garage onto the driveway 
and yep. I will slowly be like, okay, do I need this anymore? Oh, no, it's been sitting here for five years, and I haven't used it once. It's gone. You know, so my dad is a huge hoarder. And, yeah, no. I've, everybody asks me, are you a hoarder? I'm a collector, but I'm not a hoarder. There is a, a difference. difference. Yes, very much so. There is a difference. Now, do I need to organize some better? Yes. I I will readily admit I need to do better at organization, but I am a collector. I am not a hoarder. You can walk. You can actually work out. You can throw a party in my house with multiple people, and people don't have to worry about stepping on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Andrew and I did that. We went out to the garage last weekend to clean it. Okay. Because I knew there was a bunch of trash in there, you know, from a couple of trips to Bandera. And I just threw everything in there just because it got home late and, you know. Right. And I went in there. I cleaned up all the the problem that we started, and we started late in the afternoon. Right. He had to replace an alternator in his Jeep. So him and his, him and his buddy start working on that. So I start cleaning the garage out. Well, the problem that the mistake we made was we brought a cooler of beer out there. Ooh. I had one beer. I got all the trash cleaned up, and I'm looking. I'm like, man, if I stack everything up, like, and I'd have more room for the butt. And there was a chair there. I moved the chair out of the way, cleaned it off, sat down, and watched them change the alternator. I did get all the trash out of there. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so do you have shelving in there? No. It's an apartment garage. I could put shelving in there, but I don't. I don't have any shelving in there. Yeah, Sam's has really good price on this really good shelving, and I think it's like 300 pounds of shelf. Oh, yeah, that good stuff. Yeah, and it's it's really good, dude. I don't have enough in there. I got a, a big toolbox okay. full of tools. Yeah. And then a bunch of skis and and the uh, the benches that came out of my RV I was trying to get recovered. Oh, and, yeah. Fair enough. So it's really not anything you can shelve. Yeah, fair. And then the motorcycle's in there. 90% of the stuff that's in that is bikes. It's not mine. Oh. So I told him a year ago, I said, look, I'm moving out in October, which was 2021. And this was like October of 2020. Yeah. But I told him, you got a year to come over here and clean this out. Otherwise, if I have to move it, or let me rephrase, if Jay and I have to move it, <laughs> it instantly becomes all mine. Yeah. He said, all right, I got you. Still in there. He's still got it. A $3,000 touring bike, bicycle. Oh. He's hanging out in there. He's probably got four or $5,000 worth of uh, photography equipment, like the big umbrellas yeah. with the light and all that stuff. Okay. It's all in there. And he's got a toolbox that's bar none well organized, or was until we started touching it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I always needed a I new bike. I that out. No, I'm kidding. Hey, we broke an hour. Oh, there you go. See, so we did good. Oh, you're talking about the show. Oh, I wasn't even yeah. paying attention. Okay. You said, I don't know how long this is going to go. Uh, yeah. Have you met us? Yeah, I know, right? Fair <laughs> point. We can talk about anything. Let's get back to Elon. Yeah. No, it, you know what? It's funny because one of the responses we got on the podcast, and it was a positive it was like um, two guys sitting around a fire shooting the crap. And it's the, the most entertaining, funny conversations 
but we do real ones too, you know, but it's, right. it, that was the, that was some positive feedback we've gotten recently. And I, I liked that. I was kind of like, well, that's exactly what we were going for. Talking about real life, real situations, you know, we see random stuff in the world and, you know, just discussing, you know, our perspective on this. We're not, I mean, let's be honest, folks. We're not perfectionist when it, or, you know, what is it called? We're not subject matter experts. We're not licensed. We're not right. any of those things. We are just two guys giving our opinion from our life experiences. And from you know what? what we have or haven't learned correctly. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, I know. But you know, I, I and I think people have to understand that we're not claiming to be a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a counselor, therapist, you know, we're not claiming any of this stuff. We we know we're not these things, but we are parents. Um, we are adults and we, you know, we experienced life. We lived life. How are we not going to have an opinion about something? We're fallible. Yeah. We're absolutely fallible. You know, exactly. we don't, we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. So. No, no. And, you know, and that it, part of that, I think, is being honest with yourself. And, you know, so, and I think that's, uh, one of the nice things about our podcast is uh, one of the things I've always liked is the fact that we're honest with ourselves. Yes. You know? Very true. So, um, this one. So that to... means. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you no, go. No, ahead. no, you go. I was going to say, so I just want to say thank you for being you. Oh, thank you, brother. Amen. You, you know, the same. Yeah, so, um, you are, you know, I know. You, you make com uh, jokes about how you're the comedic relief, but <laughs> you know I couldn't have done this without you. So thank you. I appreciate you, brother. And I always joke about your brutal honesty, but I do love it absolutely. Mm. Don't change a thing. Oh, thank you. And so I was going to say, for the people that are listening, wouldn't he talked about you know guys sitting around a fireplace just shooting the shit? Wouldn't it be awesome if I could do a podcast with Jay and actually get him a little tipsy around a fireplace? <laughs> Whatever. I would love that. Okay. Love Fire that. pit, one drink. On an empty stomach. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, can I make the drink? Ooh, I don't know. Am I going to be able to drink it? Because, you know, liquor... Oh, absolutely. I, okay. It comes from Long Island. You'll oh, be fine. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I've had one of those. <laughs> I'll just make sure not it to... Comes, it's just, just you know, New Jersey. Yeah, I know. Jersey. I'll just make sure not to drink that one through a straw this time. Yeah, no, you got to drink that one through a straw. <laughs> <Ever>. <laughs> just don't drink it like a Louisiana sweet tea. If I can get Jay to put on a tutu and dance around the fire, that would be heaven. Whatever. I mean, absolutely. Evan, I don't need an alcoholic drink to do that. No, I did it in at work. I know. See, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm crazy enough. I mean, well, I'm not. There are certain things I won't do, but wearing a tutu, it doesn't. I don't know. That doesn't bother me. Why is that weird? I don't know. That was just the first thing that came to mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. How about a speedo? Okay. 
See, there you go. Yeah. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I... Okay. So, okay, I do got to share this one thing I just remembered. I just want to tell you this. This is really hilarious. Um, everybody knows we talked about dick pics in one of our previous episodes. Right. And Abigail decided to send us a picture of a dick pic. I missed it. <laughs> so, <laughs> just for those people who are worried, it was literally a, a guitar pick with uh. dick engraved on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that now. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh yeah, this is just really bad. Okay. I thought it was, it was a great, it was a really hilarious uh, picture. But yes, there you go. There, it was funny as hell. So See, you know, that's what we need to do. Somebody actually asked me for one, one time. You need to take that I, picture and send it to him. Uh, yeah. I, that, I would rather do that now than what I actually did. I found the guy with the largest schlong. Yeah, I know. And sent it to her. Right. And, you know, it was obviously not me because yeah. the skin color wasn't the right yeah, color. Yeah, I, so. I know. But, yeah, so I did. I saved the picture. That way, if I ever get asked the question, I'm going to send that- the guitar pick. <laughs> <laughs> you need to resend it to me. I don't remember what I did with it. Okay, okay. I'll resend it to you. And, folks out there. If you want a copy of it, you know, email the show. Tell us what do you think of the show, and we'll uh, we'll email you back a pic. So yeah, and if you got any comments, email us. We we won't put you on the show unless you want to come on. You know, yeah. you never know. We won't mention names. We never have, you know, unless you want it. Unless you want it, but yeah. you know, or unless you come on the show like Abigail. So yeah, yeah. So need to get her back. So yeah, we plan on it, but she, you know, she's busy at work. So you know, just just so you folks home. know, we did we we still talk to her. Um, but yeah, she's been pretty crazy busy. So yeah, she's tough. She she'll get it. She'll get slowed down a little bit. Yeah, telling where she's going to go on her next adventure. Exactly. If she worked contract work, and she could be in another state next week. You never know. I thought she said she was going to be here for another three years, but you never know. Well, that's what I'm saying. She said that's the plan, but you never know. I know. I know. So, Well, folks, I don't have anything else to share with you. I think this has been a good episode. Um, definitely think about the five love languages. Would you consider any of them dangerous? What's your thoughts? Email us, you know, and uh, give us your opinion. I, I'm kind of, that one kind of stroked some thought process, some intrigue for me. So, it did me too. Yeah. Because yes, they can be very dangerous, very emotionally dangerous. All of them. Yeah. Okay. I don't have anything else. What about you, man? Love you, brother. Love Enjoyed you too. It. Yep. And folks, we love you too, our fans. Um, thank you. And uh keep following, keep listening.